Okay, Bruchim Abam, welcome everyone. Sorry for the delay, unfortunately there was a uh, Leviah this morning, but um, we're going to start now our, our Shiram on Sefer uh, Bereshis, Parshas Bereshis. Welcome everybody to the new uh, cycle of the Friday morning Shir. Um, this year we've been doing the five electrifying Devetar and the Parsha, so I'm going to take you to our site, rabbidg.com, and uh, you could subscribe to these Devei Torah uh, through our site. You just hit subscribe, and it will come to your inbox every Arab Shabbos. Um, first, we're going to do the um, Devei Torah in English. We have Parshas Bereshis over here. Um, let's see if you're able to see. Here we go. And the first of our Torah we actually spoke out this week online. You can see it on TarnyTime.com. Um, interesting uh, observation of the Nitziv and Hamikdavar and the Gran Adar Saliyahu. It says by the creation of the animals, God created from the land all the wild animals of the field, all the birds of the heavens, and He brought it to man, Lirois, to see what he would call it, whatever Adam called it, that was his. That that is its name. So, um, the uh, observation of the Netziv and the Gra is that there seems to be something missing from the pasuk. It says that Hashem brought the wild animals of the field and the birds of the Shamayim. And the behemoths are conspicuously absent. Why is there no mention of the behemoths in this pasuk? And the answer, the answer, uh, and the uh, approach given by the Nitziv and the Gra is that the pasuk is referring to the animals that God had to bring to Adam to give a name, namely the chayos and the um, and the birds. The However, the behemoths, the reason why they're not mentioned is because God did not have to bring the behemoths to Adam. They were readily at, on hand. They were uh, right in proximity of Adam Arishon, and therefore uh, they're not mentioned in the Pasuk because they did not need to be brought to Adam. Okay, we uh, move on to another thought. This, the, this thought is found in the uh, Truma Sakri, which is the brother of the Ketos HaChoshen, which is a very lumdish uh, commentary on Chosh and Mishpat. And in the Hakdama of the Shema um, Sakri in the Pesach Hashan Gimel, he says we learned something very important from Cain. After murdering his brother, so the punishment Cain was given was Navanad. He should be a wanderer. However, what that entailed was not just to be a physical wanderer, but that he should literally be physically wandering and spiritually flung around in the Kafa Kela, in the slingshot, in Shamayim. In fact, um, the Medrash in Parshat Yitzavim um, mentions that even that Kayan's punishment was mitigated because ultimately he lived in uh, Eretz Noid, which is uh, he physically wandered, but we don't find that. He had to be slung in a slingshot. We don't find that he was sentenced to uh, to be slung around even in the next world. And the reason is, says the Chumas Hakri, is because Cain davened and he repented. And he said, Godol avoinim in And therefore this tefillah of Cain, it lightened his sentence 
And even though he was originally decreed that he would be uh, banished from this world and the world to come, he did not ultimately suffer the fate of the Kafakela, and the reason is because of his tefillah. So we see that even uh, the tefillah of a murderer, even the tefillah of someone who committed a terrible crime, it is also effective to some extent. And even Kayan's sentence was uh, significantly uh, mitigated. Okay, so here I want to just share a few thoughts from the Ben Ashri on the uh, parsha. Again, you could subscribe to these as well, and uh, it will come to your mailbox every Friday. So the Ben Ashri on um, Parshas Bereshis, he brings a, a very interesting idea, similar to Reb Chaim Falaji that we spoke at this week, that the word Bereshis could be unscrambled to read bias. Roish, and the way the Ben Ashri uh, interprets that is that there's a debate: should a person first get married and then learn Torah, or should a fir- person learn Torah and then get married? And uh, the Gemara in Kedushin says, "No, First get married and then learn Torah. This is indicated in the very beginning of Bereshis, Bereshis bias Roish. First, focus on building your bias. First, focus on getting married the mitzvah of Pruravu, and then you could embark upon Limud HaToyra. Now, um, an interesting remez that the Ben Lashri brings is if you look at the word Bereshis, it could be read as follows. Bayis Rishon Avad. The first temple was lost. Bayis Sheni Avad. The second temple was lost. Bayis Shlishi Ya'amoid Tamid. The third Bayis Mikdash will stand forever. So the fate of all three Bate Mikdashim is alluded to in the word Bereshis. Bayis Rishain Avad. Bayis Sheni Avad. Bayis Shlishi Ya'amoid Tamid. And finally, we, um, uh, we come to one last offering the Ben Lashri brings. Bereshis bar Kim, the misbar katan of these words, Bereshis bar Kim is 32. Es hashamayim v'es ha'aretz, alef hey, vav hey, that is, vashi tevois, toiv. Es is, alef and hey is 6, plus 6 is 12, plus hey is 17. Lev toiv. This is a remez, to uh, that which Rabbi Lazar ben Arach teaches, and Rabbi Yechman Zakai was masking to him that the Iker in Avodah Hashem is a lev toiv, and that is Marumas in the very beginning of the Torah. Namely, Bereshis bar Elikim is b'misbar katan, gematria, lev, es hashemayim, es ha'aretz, rashi tevois, the word toiv. Okay, so that's uh, just a few short ideas on the Parsha. Wishing everyone um, a wonderful... Shabbos Bereshis, Haba Alena Lataiva, and we're going to continue with our uh, series on Tefillah.